Hey team, this is Grant David Collins, and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, connection, and impact with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be walking through part two of why LikeBait Charity is suffocating our giving and what you and I can do about it. So let's get started. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. This is really exciting for me to be able to do a part two to dive even deeper into this concept of like bait charity. And the fun part about this type of episode is that over the last week, I have learned even more about what we were talking about in the first episode. And so I can't wait to share everything with you. If you haven't gone back and listened to that first episode, I would highly recommend it. But just as a quick refresh around what Like Bait Charity is, why it's such a challenge in this space, Like Bait Charity is basically using our brain's reward system, hijacking that reward system with the use of giving or charity to be able to produce a gain for somebody either personally or for a institution um, as, as a whole. And the reason why it's such a challenge is that not only does it promote this sidelining effect for ordinary people like you and I, but the people that are involved with this giving are making money hand over fist. And most of that is likely not going back into giving, which is a problem. It's it's a challenge with how we're framing giving. And so in this episode, we're going to be talking about what you and I can do to fight back against this or to not have our likes or our money contribute to this challenge. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And that's where we really left off last time. We, we talked and, and jumped into what Like Bait Charity is, why it was so harmful. And at the very end, I spoke into how we were going to talk about what we can do about it. So that's what we're going to be about today. So now that I've given you a definition of what Like Bait Charity is, have you been able to spot it over the last week? I mean, I have seen it on my interaction over social media, but what I was really surprised about is that I saw it everywhere. Like it wasn't just on social media by these creators who are using charity in this way. It was all over the advertisements of a whole different range of areas that I was consuming content in. And so it, it, it just shows how powerful these emotions are. And if they're used for good, my gosh, how incredible the impact can be. And if it's used for personal gain, it just kind of sucks. So I thought of two specific ways and things that I do in my personal life that can help you take a stand against this charity that really takes advantage of people who are in challenging situations and is really good at making us feel these emotions towards this giving that isn't very productive. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about, to to think about as you're working through this, is to use what a lot of people that talk about habits and and building strong habits, replacing those that aren't very strong or, or don't align for us to have personally they really speak into this concept of reprogramming the triggers or the cues that make that habit 
happen. And so one of those triggers or one of those cues that you can use is actually the content itself. So you're scrolling through Instagram reels or you're on TikTok scrolling through videos and all of a sudden you come across one that fits the definition of this like bait charity. So instead of just posting a like on it, you use that as a trigger or a cue to ask yourself this question. What good could I create in my personal sphere of influence today with my money and resources? So every time you come across something that fits this definition of charity that isn't as productive, make it a trigger for something that is productive. So again, that question is, what can I do in my personal sphere of influence today or this week or this month, whatever the time frame is, to be able to create good with my money or resources? And that really reframes a lot of the challenge that goes along with this with this philanthropy or this charity, which is that it really promotes us to sit on the sidelines instead of getting involved because a lot of times these charity projects are just so extreme that we would never actually get involved with doing them ourselves. So that's the first thing that I have come up with. The second thing that I want to speak into dives a little bit deeper into the concepts that I shared in the Philanthropy Continuum episode on this podcast. In that episode, I walked through the journey of what somebody goes through from their first introduction to philanthropy and charity to somebody who is really involved and educated and understands how to do it in a very impactful way and how to get from this introduction to this more impactful side of giving. And there's six phases in this philanthropy journey that I discuss in that podcast. And we're going to be talking about stage five, which is the impact stage. So in this stage, a person starts to see their money and their resources as a way to create impact. And instead of just going around giving out money, they spend the time and the energy to create or research real impact. So they talk to people, they ask where it's going to go, what it's going to create, and maybe even show up to that nonprofit and volunteer so they can really get a good sense of that. So this person is starting to see themselves as being involved. And we can take that principle and apply it here with our likes because like it or not, your likes are worth money. And in a creator economy that is just expanding and expanding and expanding, it is worth more and more money. And so one way that you can start to apply these principles of really using your money, your resources, your influence to create good is by seeing your like as a donation, as something that you are giving away and, and supporting. And so instead of just going through those videos and seeing something that makes you feel good or that you like or whatever, Take a couple minutes and deep dive into this content creator and see if the content and the, the messaging that they are pushing out into the world really aligns for you as a giver, as a person that is a part of creating good in this world. And I wanted to give you some sense of how this can uncover 
what's really happening under the surface. Now, before I dive too deep into this, I'm going to call out a few creators on these platforms. And I'm not gonna call out them personally because I don't really know them. I don't know exactly what their intentions are. I don't know exactly what they're doing with the wealth that is being generated by their content. But their content itself is more of this sideline content that I have been speaking into. And I wanna show you how lucrative this content can be. And again, this is just estimates. It's likely that these are on the lower end of these creators' wealth and what they are gaining from this. So I just did a two minute search. So I, I went in, searched the hashtag giving in TikTok. You can do this yourself. And I came up with two main creators and there's likely a lot more. It, I don't even know if these are the biggest ones, but the two creators are Jimmy Dart and ND Motivator. And we'll just start out with Jimmy Dart in terms of his influence and what that is actually bringing. Both of these people use these experience, these social experiments to give away money. So it's like what I discussed last time. Somebody walks up to some random person, asks them to do something, they give a little money, and in return, they get $500 to $1,000 or, or whatever that might be. That is the main type of content that both of these creators are involved with. Jimmy Dart has 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube, 8.8 million subscribers on TikTok and 879,000 followers on Instagram. It's estimated that his income is between 250,000 to $2 million a year just from brand deals, content deals, and from ad deals in terms of these platforms, what they reimburse or not reimburse, but what they give their people for being involved with these platforms. So that's insane. Let's move on to MD Motivator. So on YouTube, he has 2.23 million subscribers. On TikTok, 10.3 million. And then on Instagram, 1.7 million. So his estimated income is between $500,000 and $3 million a year. So just to give you a sense of what that means, what that take home could look like, if each person is spending between $500 and $1,000 on a video and they do two videos a week, that results in on the lower end about $50,000 a year and on the high end, it's about mm, between eighty dollars and $100,000 a year. So even at the low end of the estimate, and I'm telling you that these are so, so low, even on the low end of the estimate, both of these people are pocketing at least, at least $150,000 to $200,000 a year off this content. It's way bigger than, than what they are giving out. And again, I'm not making a, a moral judgment here. I'm just telling you about the disparity that happens when we outsource our giving, not only through our money by donating to these types of individuals, but by supporting them with our likes. And that is the disparity that is here. And that's why I'm so focused on people doing good in their own community with their own money because it's so much more impactful. Like, sure, the stuff that these creators are doing is it's impactful. It's helping people. It's why it makes us feel good. And that's why I'm not judging them. I'm just saying that there's likely a better way to go about it that could bring their community from 
observers into givers. And that's the problem that I have with this uh, particular type of clickbait or likebait charity. So as I'm working through all this, one of my roommates walks down into the kitchen and we have a quick back and forth. Now, this roommate is a logical, just genius kind of guy. He's, he, just, he just understands how the world works from a logical perspective. Uh, he's a computer programmer and just, just a great, great friend. So I was walking him through some of these things that I was, I was seeing, and he asked this question to me that was, was awesome and, and taught me even more. He said, what is the data around this type of thing that you're putting out there? Like, is there data out there that shows that people that view this content are less likely to give? So I started to do some research because of that question. It was such a good question. And I came across a term that is called slacktivism. So activism with slack in front of it, slacktivism. There's an actual definition on this in, in the dictionary on Google, and it is this. It says, the practice of supporting a political or social cause by means such as social media or online petitions characterized as involving very little effort or commitment. So slacktivism came, it was kind of born out of the early 2000s when people started to interact with things online. So in the early studies around slacktivism, there was a lot of data that supported this idea around, yeah, like if somebody is participating with content online, they're really not more likely to do it offline. So there's not really a lot happening here. But just like all things, it gets a little bit more complicated. What researchers have actually found is that over time, as they've been able to do more and more research, there is actually a place for this type of content engagement. And in fact, in a lot of terms, it's the first step for people to get involved with potential action or activism. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us in this? Well, what it, what it really shows is the importance of this journey that people go on. If people just sit on the sidelines and they are okay with just liking things and getting those hits that we've talked about and moving on and not really doing anything, then that type of slacktivism is not going to be very useful. It's not going to really create a lot of good. In fact, it's likely not going to do very much. It's likely going to be something that takes away from a, a movement or something that is being created in the world. But if it's used as a stepping stone into further and further promoting whatever is being promoted or whatever activism is happening, whatever social cause is happening, whatever charity is happening, then it can be a really powerful tool. And so that's the way that we can take a step back and look at all of this. It's where is this content leading us? And as we are looking at these creators and making calls on if we're going to support them with our likes or our money or whatever it might be, that's what we have to take into account. Is this content moving me to be a better person, to be able to create more, to be able to spread kindness and goodness in the world? And is that money being used to really create that good? 
and doing that research. And so as you get involved with these types of things, what I'm telling you is that you'll start to see yourself as someone who can make an impact, not only because they have resources, but because they have the education to be able to do something about it. And as you take these two principles that I've talked about today, using this exposure to the content as a trigger or a cue to what what could you create today? And by seeing your likes as something that is important for us to be around as far as being responsible for it, man, I just have the experience that you are going to start to change the way that you think about getting involved and what you can create in this world. And I I am so excited for you to experience that. I've seen it. I've experienced that in this last week. I'm so excited about the different content and research that I've come across uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of creating more of an action-minded movement around charity and giving and philanthropy in this space. And I hope that these creators out there somehow get, get wind of what I'm talking about and just use their platforms to be able to create good so that their audience actually gets involved instead of just donating but gets off the couch and does something with their money because they can make a difference just like you can. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.